Hey guys, welcome to the Reactions Podcast. Uh, today we'll be uh, adding a new podcast, Reactions TV. We're going to try and split this into multiple formats. So we'll have Reactions Movies releasing on Wednesdays, Reactions TV releasing on Sunday. We're going to do Friday this week. Um, anyway, we're just trying to do that. So uh, today we're talking about Mindhunter Season 2. We never talked about Mindhunter Season 1. We'll do a little recap on that. Also remember, uh, we're on Facebook at Reaction Media. Twitter at reaction underscore media, Instagram at reaction dot media, and we try and update those as we release episodes. Uh, remember to like, comment, and share those as well. Um, and here we go. guys, welcome to the Reaction Media Podcast. I am Alex. And this is David. The Reaction Media Podcast is called Reactions, and I keep forgetting that in the beginning of every episode we do. Well, technically this one isn't even truly Reactions. This is Reactions TV. It's Reactions TV whenever we get that set up with Apple and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're working on some housekeeping stuff. I'm trying to get the links where they'll go to whatever platform you're on. I'm trying to get... The reactions media stuff split into different sections. I'm trying to get David to write me a bio so that I can put it on the website. And I'm trying to start another podcast. You have a lot on your plate. It's the hardest part is getting me to send the you a bio. The hardest part is getting David. I've asked David for a bio two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Four months ago. <laughs> I don't know. It was a long time. It felt like four months ago. Anyway, he was like, when do you need me to get that to you? I've learned now to give David deadlines. Yes. Because you can't deadlines. just say, you can't just say, I don't know, whenever, it's okay. Because then every time you go to look at the website and you look at David, it says, Lipsum Dolor Sit. But it doesn't even say that. It's in some other language. We can't, Google doesn't know what it is. No. We tried Google Translate. It just gave us the exact same words back. Anyway, so we're trying a little bit different thing. We're not going to try, uh, we're not going to be as... Um, Rigid. Rigid, yeah. Because when we do movies, it's just easy. It's budget, box office, cast, plot, scenes. How does it relate to the book that it's based off of if it's based on a book? And yet we all make it feel so natural. I know you guys don't believe that. (laughs) It can't be natural. It's like splice, cut, splice, cut, (laughs) volume up, volume down, splice. Anyway. It's kind of like that Ben Bailey bit when he talks about, so I I know I seem like a nice guy on, on camera, but that's editing. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about season two of Mindhunter because, I don't know, because we liked it. Yeah, and I just finished it. And David just finished it, so his brain's more there than mine. And I've read a lot of trivia that I'm really eager to share. Are you? Yes. Are you actually, or are you just saying that? I love sharing trivia. Are you, is it trivia over season one, season two? How about you tell people what Mindhunter is? So Mindhunter is based on a book written by one of the guys who essentially founded um, serial killer profiling at the FBI. Uh, his name was his name was John Douglas, I think his name was. I don't know. Yep, and that's, uh, that sounds right to me. John Douglas. Was Holden Ford. No. William that's, No. No. It's or William Klein. Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, ba- it's based off this book that he wrote about his experiences in building up this unit of the FBI. So Holden Ford is based off of uh, John Douglas, and 
uh, Bill Tench is based off of one of the guys that was working with him. And uh, Dr. Wendy Carr is also based off of someone that worked with them, too. Uh, obviously, all their names are, are different in the show than they were in real life. Or are in real life. I think John Dulles might is still that, be alive. Is that obvious? I said obviously It because, wasn't obvious to me until I looked it up. Well, you said Holden Ford, and I said it was written by John Douglas, and those are obviously not the same names. I guess that helped. <laughs> so, so the first... So, season one starts with Holden being tasked with... If I remember right, it's been a while since I watched season one, but essentially Holden is building his profiles and interviewing serial killers along with Bill Tench, and they are discussing these uh, interviews with with Dr. Wendy Carr because she is a psychologist uh, that deals with sexual deviance, and so and since and they're starting to find that a lot of these serial killers are having to are having um, dealings with sexual deviance as far as their uh, violence goes, so. That's a lot of season one. You meet some really uh, fascinating characters like Ed Kemper and um, mainly Ed Kemper. He's really cool. Uh, do you- <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Ed Kemper's cool, guys. He's very smart. Um, do you remember many of the other serial killers from the first season? I remember like Speck, the guy who threw the bird into the fan. Um, yeah, that's near the end. Yeah, that was near the end. Uh, and then the whole time in season one, there are these cold opens where there's an ADT service agent that's driving around and it only lasts for a minute or two, but he's either at a house or he's, he's driving on the road, but it all feels very ominous. You know, I thought that the show might figure out that their intros way too freaking long. I love their intro. They didn't figure it out. I love their intro. Dude, it's the same. Over and over and over for like two and a half minutes. Well, maybe that mirrors their interviews and how repetitive they can get. But then them uh, taking apart and cleaning that uh, that, that uh, recording machine... I don't feel like you have the ability to complain about intros, especially now that Netflix has added their skip intro button. Yeah, finally now. <laughs> In what, season one, we what didn't happens have that. when you can't find the remote and you're using your phone and then you misplace that and then that's then that's I guess you have to waste another minute of your happened. life. Then I think you should just take that opportunity to go get a beer. So anyway, I don't remember a lot about season one. I mean, I remember that I liked it, but that was two years ago. Season one was spent really building the profiles. It ended with Holden Ford going to meet Kemper because he's insane by himself. And he ends up being in a room with Kemper by himself. And Kemper pretty much says, you know, I could kill you right now if uh, if I wanted to. And then Holden He's in a hospital room, right? It's uh, it's either a hospital room or a psychic or a, a psychic ward. No, it's a psych ward. Um, wow. <laughs> guy named Ward who's a psychic, or a ward who's also a psychic. Agents of Shield. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, Holden ends up freaking out and he rushes out of the room and goes and collapses. Um, and that encounter was actually based off of uh, off of a thing that really happened. Um, not, it wasn't John Douglas, but it was. His I was gonna say, did people think that John Douglas was possibly a serial killer as well? No, that's what I've thought about Holden Ford since <laughs> episode two of season one. He is kind of a, serial killery. 
He's kind of sociopathic. Um, he doesn't smile. He uh, is very... But he literally doesn't smile. We're not just saying he doesn't smile. Literally look it up. He smiles once. Uh, David Fincher told him... He smiles once smile. in 19 episodes. But it's really funny and because... it's not even really a smile. <laughs> but it's really funny because the actor, Jonathan Groth, is, Groth is a very smiley person. He said in an interview that he actually... Are you had, sure? Yes. He said in an interview he had to learn uh, how to not smile so much. I'm looking up this very smiley person to see how unsmiley he is. Well, he smiles in interviews. Yeah, but I don't think I saw him smiling. Like, on his profile, I don't think he's smiling. Is it a picture from... I don't know, but he's... Look, he's not smiling. He's... If you call that's that a, smi- a smile, that is smirk. not a smile. That's kind of a smirk. We're gonna put this on the video. That's not a smile. It's kind of a smirk, though. It's it's a it's a. I'm not allowed to smile. He looks happy. And look, I guess all of these are from the TV show, so it's not. So like- the scene where where Holden Ford encounters Kemper by himself and then freaks out, mm-hmm. uh, that was inspired by the character. The oh pers- look, he's smiling. I told you. I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, but just because you said it doesn't mean it happens. <laughs> So the guy that Bill Tench's character is based off of, he actually went to a cell uh, to interview Kemper, and he ended up being there by himself. And when he went to ring, and he was done with the interview, and he went to ring the buzzer to leave, and nobody opened the door. And Kemper said something to the effect of, you know, if I wanted to, I could kill you right now. And so the guy, I can't remember the, the guy's name. Um, but Not Bill Tench. Right, yeah, real Bill Tench. Uh, real Bill Tench. Real Tench. He was a hostage negotiator before he became uh, part of this task force, and he reverted back to his wrestler, Robert Wrestler. Robert Wrestler. So Wrestler reverted back to his training and kept Kemper talking to make sure that he didn't kill him. It was pretty insane. So. And then he killed him. Wrestler died. Did he? Not really. No. Hmm. I made that. It up. doesn't say that. So anyway, that was season one. Kemper Spec. I, I guess it's not really a spoiler anymore. Panic attack. That's what that's what Holden Ford had. Panic at the disco attack. Panic at the disco attack. This was the seventies, so panic at the disco attack, and now we're season dose. When did that two. come out? Season two, August. Yep. August sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Man, this video thing is so bad because you could just tell that I'm like. <laughs> We're going to have to, like, mount the computer up here. So it's like, yes, August 16th, 2019. That's it, not creepier. It's going to be a while before we release this video <laughs> episodes. We're, we're never going to. <laughs> ever. And, until Griffin gets in here and is like, here's how you shoot it. Ah, Griffin's the uh, the video master. Griffin's the director, dude. Oh, yeah, have that's right. Have you seen the stuff that he's shot? It's no. It's very, very, very good. Yeah, what, 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 what do you have to write? Like a scene list or a scene? Yeah, shot cue? list. Shot I need list. you to do a shot list. Shot list. <laughs> and that doesn't mean... A list of alcohols that you would like to shoot. Ooh, but we could make that too. But we could make that I as like well. That one. Crystal skull right at the top. Why? Why would you shoot that? Because it's vodka. Shameless plug. No point in actually. I don't. It? I actually don't shoot anything. I would sip it, even though it would be in a shot glass. I would still sip Hold it. Hold on, you you'd sip vodka? If it was crystal skull, yes. Hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sip Smirnoff. I'm gonna shoot that. I might sip a Grey Goose in an orange juice. It's bright. Ooh. Actually, you know what I've really been getting into lately? I've been um, uh, Bloody Marys. Really? I had one for the first time on uh, on that trip that we took, and it was fantastic. It's the only savory cocktail I've ever had. Savory? 
What do you mean by savory? I don't even think I ever want to try one of these things. Well, so by savory, I just mean it's not sweet. So you have a screwdriver, which has the sweetness of the orange juice. You have, uh, you know, most most cocktails are sugar-based. But the, it's a, the Bloody Mary is savory because it has to do, it's, it's uh, and I just realized why you'd never want to try it. But um, it's, it's tomato juice, which is why you'd never want to try it. I see that look on your face. It's like, it's like, why? It's like, hey, you know what would be great in alcohol? Essentially, pizza sauce. Well, you ever wanted to mix a pizza and alcohol? What what alcohol is it? Vodka. Huh. Is that why you're even thinking about vodka? Is that that's why you think- literally want to put Crystal Skull in a Bloody Mary? No, that's why I'm thinking about Bloody Marys right now is because we're talking about vodka. And you mentioned a cocktail, and now I'm thinking about it. When that. did you have this? When did You You said, I've started to drink. So what did you buy? Well, uh, by did started you buy to, them? Or did I you- started to drink. I mean, I had one on vacation that was mixed professionally at a bar. <laughs> so you... <laughs> Oh, and it was really good. Um, Why did you go for that? Was it like a dollar? Like, what was the deal? Nick got one, and I was really intrigued. Man, so tomato Nick. juice, vodka, Tabasco sauce, and Worcestershire sauce. That sounds so terrible. Well, mainly because of the tomato. I know you don't like tomato juice, so I, I get why you would think that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible on paper. Have you seen that thing? By the way, this is random. Um, <laughs> the three things hardest to say. In is life? Worcestershire sauce one of them? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Am I saying it wrong right now? I don't know. It's. I don't know how to say it, but it's. Uh, it's. I have a problem. I've messed up, and Worcestershire sauce. However you say that. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, I guess we should get back to Mindhunter. Maybe. I oh, mean, okay. Since that's what the episode's about. Oh yeah. Okay. So season two. <laughs> I'll put. I'll put Mindhunter season two, bourbon, vodka, <laughs> bloody marys. <laughs> So season two starts off. Um, oh yeah, our yes. a- our ADT serviceman starts off again, and he is engaging in autoerotic asphyxiation. That's probably on the list of hardest things to say. Too. Look that up when you get home. Don't look that up. When look you it get up home. in Google Incognito mode. Um, I mean, no, you could just go to this page and see. What oh it is. yeah, yeah. And then it picks up from where the last season left off. Holden Ford is MIA. Um, and, uh, there's a new FBI director coming in. His name is Ted Gunn. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. That's why I went, <gasps> and you were like, his name's Ted Gunn. And I was like, oh, yeah. All right, you can say he was played by. No, I can't. Oh, okay. Michael Servers, who played the Observer in... Fringe. That's why I know who yeah. he is. So they're turning Mindhunter into a there's, fringe Yeah, there's so many... Season three's going to have Joshua there's Jackson. So, there's, is it really? No. I have no idea. Why would you do that? <laughs> it felt like the most logical place to go after that, knowing me. I'm just going to have the old guy. The old guy? Oh, I think he's dead. Did he die? I think John Noble's dead. Oh, I don't think he's dead. I think he's dead. I think it's Jonathan Groff is the wrong guy. I Look, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> so, Anna Torv uh, plays Dr. Wendy Carr in this in Mindhunter, she also played Olivia Dunham in Fringe, in case anybody didn't know that. Hey, he's not dead. Oh, he's not dead. No, he's not. You sound so scripted right now. Obviously, we cut this, and David doesn't know how to keep talking <laughs> like it's normal. I mean, gosh, I looked it up. He's not dead, people. Okay. How old is he? 71. Uh, okay, okay. So, 
<laughs> I can't say it. So, okay, so he's not dead. So he what were you going to be... say? Were you going to make me cut that out again? No. Because he's got time. <laughs> so maybe he'll be in season three. We'll see. Probably not. Probably not. We should probably talk about Mindhunter, though. We should probably talk about Mindhunter. Okay. I, you know, it's weird. Normally, you're the one that's pulling us off topic, and today it's me. <laughs> well, let's just make it up for all those times you kept us on. So good for you. So Tench has to go find Holden Ford. Uh, so he goes and he finds him, and uh, I think he gets a call from the hospital, and and that's how he finds him. And uh, Ford is. Uh, does Ted Gunn get the call from the hospital and tell Tench to go get him, or no, does Tench get the call from him and go Ten- get him? Tench gets the call because Gunn doesn't has no idea, and Carr doesn't have an idea until Ford tells her. Uh, but essentially, Ford gets d- diagnosed with panic attacks, which at that time were not very well known. In fact, uh, Tench kind of acts uh, standoffish or, or uh, not understanding at all when when Holden Ford tells him about it. Oh, he'll that. figure it out soon. <laughs> so what did you think of uh, of Gunn when he first came on the show? I, He seems very much like a go-getter. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wants this unit to succeed. Right. At, at any means necessary. Do you think, are you, or were you, are you suspicious of him at all? I haven't been, um, but if I think about it a little bit now, like, the only suspicion I have is, like, it seems like he's willing to get results, whether those results are accurate or not. Like, whether they're really accurate or not, he Mm -hmm. just wants them to be enough of a result so that he can go tell his superior that he's doing a good job. Or that his unit is. So he's like a true politician, if you will. Yes. Yeah. And he and he tells essentially everybody on the team what they want to hear. Right? He tells Ford, "Hey, I'll get you Manson. You're awesome." Uh he tells Tench and Wendy Carr, "Y'all are the <laughs> leaders. Don't <laughs> let Holden go off and do something insane." Exactly. So, they give he gives them the power they need/deserve. Exactly. Cuz they are the adults. I mean, they have to rein Ford in. He's uh he's kind of a loose cannon. You know he he can he can get wrapped up in his own head. They have to keep him. Uh, he have to keep him in line. I wonder where that saying came from. Loose cannon. Loose cannon. I imagine it came from pirate days. A loose cannon. A loose cannon. Yeah, it was loose and it was rolling around. They didn't know when it was going to go off or where it was going to go. I'm just that would only be butt. a problem if there was a cannonball in there. Mm. Yeah, and that a would fire be. nearby. Well, they always kept the cans loaded with cannonballs just in case they came upon another pirate ship. You're thinking pirate ship. I'm thinking castles. No, I'm thinking... Mm, that's true. I was thinking pirate ships because I didn't think... How about pirate ships fighting castles? That was a thing. Maybe. It is in Assassin's Creed. And Pirates of the Caribbean. That one that no one cares about. So should we move on to episode two? Or did yes. you have any more comments about episode one? I, is Ted Gunn showing up and telling them all they want to hear part of episode one? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. I thought we had moved on. Okay. Uh, that's not the right thing. Episode two. So again, I think all of the episodes, um, at least the three that we're talking about, start off with BTK. Except for three. Except for three. So just the first two then. <laughs> start off with BTK. All of them start with that, except for the last one. So it gives this really ominous vibe because it's this guy who is engaging in some nefarious stuff. And would it, you call that nefarious or just weird? 
feels nefarious, but it might just be weird. Is it nefarious because we know who the guy is? I think that adds to it, yeah. And also the fact that we know BTK was never caught until, like, the 2000s. So we don't, I mean, unless this show has a big time jump. <laughs> Season three, Tinch is dead. <laughs> Ford is almost dead. <laughs> but, but they got him. <laughs> In, C- in episode two, they have a really... They, they start to go after this guy. They don't know... It's kind of random, but mm-hmm. it feels yeah. like the first... All all the first three episodes of this season were Fincher. Yes. And I like that. Was that because Fincher was like, it needs to be dark? Or was that because Fincher was like, I don't trust anyone else? <laughs> I don't know why... What makes him choose to do certain episodes over others. I like the episodes that he does. Well, I mean, I like all of them. There's not really one or that I like more over the other. But that's not true. There is one episode that I think stands out over all the rest of them. But we'll get to that. It'll be in another part. Um. But yeah, I in in episode two they really start to talk about PTK as as part of the as in the unit. They start to try to find this guy. And uh, the unit. That's another show. Yeah, I'm sure. Law and Order Light. I'm just guessing. I have no idea if that's actually what it is. It was... In the unit about, like, that kind of thing? It was more uh, focused on the military. Uh, the unit of the military. What's it about? I don't... It's been so long since I've seen the show. Come on, David. Um, you gotta be able... If we're gonna go off the cuff and just go tangentially... Tangentially? Tangentially? Yes, that's it. Yeah, if we're gonna do that, you gotta be able to... I, if, I, if I say the unit, you gotta be able to go. War. <laughs> War never changes. I'm supposed to find that a reference there. Yeah, you are. Yep. Nope. See, you're the one who has to do that. I don't oh, have to. Okay. I, I give you the volleys and then you spike them. <laughs> okay. Goal. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, I don't remember exactly. It was about soldiers. Okay, cool. That's the unit. Also, not what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like to get it back every time I have to be like, yep, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm not good at being like, and back to Mindhunter. What did you think of Mindhunter's portrayal of Son of Sam? I um, feel so lost. I've seen this show. Mm-hmm. Cannot remember this. Um, so they ha- it's it's the guy that they that he said that he was told to do it by a dog. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that scene now. I just it all runs together. I watch these things way too fast. And I'm like, David's like, it came out. I'm like, yeah, I finished it. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I guess I'm gonna try and finish it then. <laughs> See you in a month. <laughs> but they they got a guy who looks uncannily like the son of Sam. Well, not exactly. They got a guy who looks similar to him, and then they put prosthetics on him. To make him look uncannily like him. But they got the prosthetics team that won an Oscar for making uh, Gary Oldman look like uh, Winston Churchill. Churchill. Yeah, they got that same prosthetics team. So that's why the makeup effects are so good. And that's, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They did the same thing for Manson later on in the show. So that's not really a spoiler. I any. think episode three is where I get to where I remember stuff. Okay. Because they start episode threes. I mean, I, I know I just skipped over an entire episode. <laughs> But I don't remember episode two. 
Well, really, the highlight of the episode two is the Son of Sam interview, which was really, really good. In reality, he called a press conference to admit that it, he wasn't hearing voices and that he just, you know, or that he wasn't told by a demon uh, to do it. But in the show, they play on his narcissism and they get him to admit it in the interview, which I thought was a really cool way that they did it. Yeah, that. that's a good way to do it for a show. Mm-hmm. So, but that was really the highlight of it. And then uh, they, they try going after BTK. Uh, but I mean, as, as we've talked about it, if you know the history of BTK, they're not going to catch him on the show unless they do revisionist history like Tarantino. Um, Don't get me started ooh. on that. Oh, he needs to direct an episode. Anyway. Yeah, then the, no. <laughs> episode three. Episode three. Would you like to leave this off since you remember it? By the way, random. Yeah. Uh, did you, you know that our Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode has the most views out of any episode we've ever done? It has 77 downloads. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not high, but it's high. But it's almost half of our total. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Actually, our total now is like 280. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. In 90 days. Yay. So it's by like a fourth of, of our total. By word of mouth. That's pretty good. And a little bit of advertising. Yeah, but I haven't paid anyone yet. Ah, nice. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I remember episode three because episode three is where they start getting into the Atlanta child murders and mm-hmm. I have listened to a pod at least one podcast and then watched a couple TV shows on the Atlanta child murders. So mm-hmm. So did it really go down like that? Were were a lot of people ignoring it at the beginning? Yeah, a lot of the police in the state were it was a lot of not um they just seemed uninterested. Mm. I mean they were obviously disturbed. Right. But, and yeah, I said obviously. They weren't obviously disturbed. Sure. They they had to be disturbed because people were dying. Mm-hmm. Kids were dying. Right. But at the same time, they weren't making it a big deal. And a lot of that was because of racism, we think. Racism, politics, optics, money, all of that. Yes. Yeah. R-P-O-M. <laughs> I like it. That's good. R-P-O-M. We're going to have to say that now in conversation. Why isn't this happening? RPOM, man. Erpom. P R O M. Prom. Prom. Yes. <laughs> yep, that. So they also have a couple interviews this episode, too, uh, in the middle of it, because while Tench and Ford are in Atlanta, they still want to keep going on with the interviews. So Carr and. Uh, oh, we forgot to mention. The other guy, as part of the unit, he's a snitch. Oh yeah, that yeah, that that dude, Greg. Gosh, Greg. So, back in season one, snitching Greg. Back in season one, Ford went a little off the cuff and was very um, vulgar during one of the interviews. And back during this time. Profiler or really FBI agents were not supposed to conduct themselves that way. They weren't supposed to stoop to the level of serial killers. At least that's what that's what I got. That's from how they were. Yeah. Yeah. So they edited the interview and sent it to the and and sent it along uh, along the chain. Well, Greg, listen to Greg, it. Uh, got the original copy and he kind of leaked it. Well, and that's instead of firing. Holden. Oh right. They got rid of the other, um, the other boss. Shepard 
retires. Yes, the yeah. The, Shepard mm-hmm. retires because he's taking the fall for what Holden said in that interview. Yes. and that's how Ted Gunn even gets the position. And that what? scene where he gets where where Shepard just lays into Holden. I was oh my gosh, that was such a that great was great. Scene. Yeah. Who is that actor? Do we know? Nope. Well, he's, I'm, he's I'm sure good. He, I'm sure he's well known, but I don't know him. Have you ever found yourself watching a show where you don't even think about how good the actors are because they're so good that you're not even thinking about who they are? That's how you know it's a good piece of film. Yeah, that's, well, I wasn't talking about this show, but (laughs) I mean, it is, this is this show, but when I first had that kind of epiphany thought that was, I was watching Chernobyl. Uh, I was like, yes. I don't even care who these people are. Oh my gosh, that's who that is. I oh, need, I wow! Need, I need to watch Chernobyl. We'll have to do a. Uh, we'll have to do some podcasts. It's only on five that. episodes. I know, but we I could have cover to, the whole thing. I have to get access episode. to them. <laughs> I have access to them. Oh, oh, okay. So, one more thing I want to say about Mindhunter. Have you noticed how the color palette? Have you noticed the color palette of the show? Every scene. Not enough to. Mm-hmm. It's dimly lit in different areas, if that's what you mean. It looks like it has almost an. You know, the. Um, to me, it looks like they pull some of the blues out. So every scene is either overlaid within what looks like a slight blue filter mm-hmm. or a slight yellow filter. Yeah. So I, I, I can think about the yellow filter one. The blue filters, when they're in like interviews. Sometimes when yes. they're in the cells, mm-hmm. and then the yellow filters like when they're in office format. And or the reason um, they do that? They do yellow when Tinch is in his house, and mm-hmm. they do yellow when Tinch is in his backyard grilling mm-hmm. and talking to his buddies. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're not his buddies, that was cool. What is that season? Is that episode two or one? I think it's one. He's talking out back with his buddies that he's or these guys that he's trying. His wife's trying to make him hang out with, and he just starts talking about work. And they're like, "What is it you do? What the heck? Oh, what did he say?" And his wife's like, "Shut up! I don't want you to talk about work." Right. Anyway, why is the reason they do that? Because those are the colors of the FBI, and so he alternates. You know, because you got the blue coats with the yellow letters. Is that a Fincher decision? It's a Fincher decision. Well, of course it is, because <laughs> who else would do that? Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, the another thing that was really cool that I completely forgot about too is, in in episode two, they have that interview with the guy whose sister was killed by BTK, and yes. it's in the truck. Oh my god! The way they shot that scene was amazing. You never see the guy's face. That is so good. That episode. Um so you know he there there that guy actually did live. Yes. Like that's a thing. Yes. So and I think that interview happens. It might have. I know that he released it, some of those statements some of the, in Yeah, at least some of the information that he is giving is information that he gave in real life. Right. Enough but I mean, gosh, that conversation is just like I remember watching that when we watched... What's what episode is that? That was two. Yeah, when I watched that, I I think I called you and just went, "Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's dark, but mm. it's good." Well, you need to go back and watch that scene. Focus on. Uh, Gosh, you know when I think about it now, I'm really, really mad that, uh, that BTK kind of drops off the map after these first three episodes mm-hmm. because it goes into the Atlanta Chalmers and I don't really talk about him. He's just a random ADT guy that shows up every. Mm-hmm. third episode for the first two minutes and trying to kill himself. Yes. Well, and it's not what? trying to kill himself. Trying to auto-erotic asphyxiate. I can't say it. Which isn't every every time that he shows up, but there is always this foreboding sense in his scenes. Foreboding. Yeah. 
So for, sense of forbosion? Is that is that a word? Forbosion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sense of forbosion. So you need to go back and watch that scene where they're doing the where they're doing the interview in that truck with the guy, and focus on Tench's face, he, the way that he. Well, he's trying not to. It seems like he's trying to keep his cool because he doesn't understand why he can't just turn around and look at the guy. Yes. So the whole episode, because the cop who got the guy in the truck mm-hmm. is like, just do everything his way and everything will work out fine. Just do everything his way and it'll be okay. And so <laughs> the whole time to me, Tinch is kind of like almost trying not to laugh at this mm-hmm. dude. Like, okay, yeah, that sounds horrible. Tell me this. Tell me this. Tell mm-hmm. me this. And he kind of starts to turn a little bit. He's like, nah, I can't do that. Yeah, I think... Personally, I, I think that... Uh, the but Tinge is getting a lot of good information out of the guy. They're yes. using the tactics that they had basically trained in mm-hmm. in in season one, it sounds yeah. like to me. I think that guy, the actor Holt McCallany, I think that's his name. Holt McCallany deserves an Oscar, or not an Oscar, a uh, Emmy. I think he deserves an Emmy for that scene. It was fantastic, the way he portrays that character. That's really all I got yeah, from these three episodes. Yeah, I think that's really what we have for these three episodes. Um just but, the highlights, really. And it'll be fun to see how this works. I mean, this is so different than what we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, next, hopefully next Friday, we'll be releasing 4 through 6. Mm-hmm. Which has my favorite episode of the series in there. Okay, we'll talk about that later. I was going to ask you what it was. I don't have time to ask you what it was. <laughs> um, all right, remember, social media. At Facebook, we are Reaction Media. Twitter, we're Reaction underscore Media. Instagram, we're Reaction dot Media. Maybe at some point, I'll make that easier for you. Like, comment, share, subscribe to our podcast. Every time you subscribe, uh, it helps us out greatly. Also, in in whatever podcast you're using to listen to us, whatever app you're using, go and uh, review us on, uh, especially on iTunes. iTunes algorithm for some reason uses reviews. Um, to kind of pull us to the top or at least to the middle of the list, and that'll help us out greatly. So anyway. And also we want to know what you think. We do want to know what you think. And I also have a survey a survey monkey mm-hmm. out on the social media sites, and I'm going to switch it to the website as well. Website's reaction.media, and uh, you can read a lot about me there. You can read nothing about David because he <laughs> hasn't posted anything yet, on there yet. Yet. Um, anyway. I have been Alex. And I, let's see, you are Alex. You have been Alex. You have been David. I have been David. I have been David. All right, bye. Okay, bye.